This is the Pilgrim's Podcast, the podcast where we pilgrimage our way through John Bunyan's allegorical classic, The Pilgrim's Progress. Hello and welcome back to The Pilgrim's Podcast. You're listening to me, Stephen and Jordan. Hello. And Harry. Hello. As we start 2021 off on the right foot back on the pilgrimage towards the celestial city. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. You deserve it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're wanting me to say it back to you, but... <laughs> How long do you think you can say Happy New Year for in, like, shops? Like, to what date? Um, I always try and keep it going as long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, it's always the New Year, isn't it? Somewhere in the world. Yeah, I mean... I mean, once you get into the second half of the year, it's a bit obsolete, isn't it? Yeah. Well, though, you can say, have a happy new year. Kissing would see you. You don't even have to put that little caveat on it. What about continue to have a happy new year? <laughs> Keep on having. What about... Would you not uh, just uh, say happy. continue to have a, a, a happy year? Happy year. Happy year. Nobody's, nobody's happy. <laughs> it's obsolete. No, happy <laughs> a year. year. Just, Just a year a, to people. Happy year. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> happy year. <laughs> or, or the first time you see somebody. After that. <laughs> well, with the lockdown, that means it could go on the, the end of, Easter. Yeah. Happy year. What do you mean, Stephen? We're going to be locked down. We're going to be locked down until. 2022. So then, what, what, what if that's the case? What do we say then? You have to say it happy, twice. Happy New New Year. Happy Happy Happy, 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 new, new, happy new, new Year Year. I think it just sounds like you're saying Papa New Guinea. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they do that um, in, in Papa New Guinea instead of saying Happy New Year? They say Papa New Year. <laughs> if you're listening from Papa New Guinea, what do you say Happy New Year's? Look, I reckon if I look that up now, like Papua New Year, that'll be a thing. Anyway, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Pilgrims Podcast. Uh, we'll see you next year. <laughs> uh, have a new year. <laughs> uh, no, this uh, isn't a thing. Papua New Year. They do say Happy New Year. But they don't say it in English. Uh, so your rhythm wouldn't no, be No, they say that in Papua. It's like in French, they say what? Bon année. Bon année. Which just means good year. Good year. No happy. I'm like, if someone said that, they may be like, no, I don't want those tires. Sorry. I haven't really talked to anyone today, so. Well. Today we uh, pick up the pace on the Pilgrim Trail again. We're back on path, back on course, and we're going to venture across the Delectable Mountains. Harry, you just recently went up the Mourns in the middle of the snow, didn't you? Yeah. It's going to be like that, only without the snow. snow. 
So we are on the delectable mountains. Anybody want to give a definition of mountains? <laughs> you, you caught me off guard there. <laughs> it depends. I mean, if you have watched the the Hugh Grant film, the man that went up a hill and came down a mountain. Know yeah, you know it's it's all up for debate, but it can give you a a clear definition of the word delectable. Okay, go for that. Uh, which is something that's highly pleasing. Is it connected to delightful then? I don't know. Okay. Merriam-Webster uh, calls it something that's highly pleasing or delicious. Mm, the delicious, the delicious mountains. mountains you know. <laughs> Toblerone. That's that's where they were. They were on the Toblerone. <laughs> They're delectable mountains, pretty much. They were until they took the big chunks out of the middle. Well, that's just the, that's the valley. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, basically delectable is something that, you know, gives great pleasure, um, particularly how to do with food. I think if, if, if Google or our other generic search engine serves me, serves me well. Well, that would be accurate then, because the passage starts then by saying they, Christian and hopeful, went then till they came to the delectable mountains which mountains belong to the Lord of that hill of which we have spoken of before. So they went up to the mountain, and behold, the gardens and orchards and vineyards and fountains of water, where they also drank and washed themselves and did freely eat of the vineyards. So immediately we're given this picture of abundance of food and fresh water, and it's kind of um, a wee garden paradise. It's like the, uh, yeah. uh, the initial bit and- well, they want this chocolate factory with all the nice, you know, things they eat. There's no chocolate river running through it. <laughs> Do you know, I asked this question uh, at the weekend, I, and I, I genuinely can't remember. I could look it up, I suppose, but which one's which? Which one is, because there's a, a Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Is that the mm-hmm. original? That's the, so book. the book's Charlie in the chocolate factory. Is the it? books Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The Gene Wilder movie is yes. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Then the Johnny Depp movie is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It actually also covers okay. the glass elevator. Glass elevator. That right. includes some of that into it, I think. Yeah. But anyway, that, well, that's by the by. To circle yeah. around to your earlier point. Yeah. Um, a mountain is an elevated portion of the Earth's crust, a landform that rises prominently above its surroundings, and it generally exhibits steep slopes, uh, a relatively confined summit area, and considerable local relief. Uh, a mountain is actually it has no it has no real meaning uh, geologically, but it's just simply the name for something that's understood to be larger than a hill. Thank you, Wikipedia. I mean, Jordan. That was actually from uh, Britannica.com. <laughs> so, <laughs> Excuse us. Sucks to be you. Yeah. Is there a difference between a hill and a mountain? Yeah, a mountain's bigger. A, a mountain is larger than a hill. Because cave hill, more mountains. Cave hill, I would no, consider a mountain. I, 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 I. You can also, you can make a hill uh, out of a molehill. <laughs> you mountain, can't make a mountain out of it. That would be a mole mountain. Anyway, so 
they um, get to the top of these mountains and they meet the shepherds who were tending their flocks by night, all seated on the ground. Washing their socks. Washing their socks. And and I suppose, I mean, to get back onto the allegory, shepherds should immediately evoke then this idea of pastors because that's the the imagery that uh, scripture uses for talking about pastors and elders. They are the shepherds of uh, God's people, of the flock. So uh, Christian and Hopeful get to the top of the mountains. They meet these shepherds. And Christian asks, whose delectable mountains are these? And whose be the sheep that feed upon them? So immediately he recognizes that these are delectable mountains because of the abundance of orchards and vineyards and fresh water. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the shepherds tell them that they're on Emmanuel's land. Or in some versions, I think it's Beulah's land. Is it? Which I only know from one song we used to sing, The Mission, Jordan. Yeah, that's right. I'm living on the mountain Underneath the cloudless sky I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry Oh yes, I'm feasting on the manna From a bountiful supply For I am dwelling in Beulah land yep. Is that song about the Pilgrim's Progress? don't know. I don't know. Far away the noise of strife about my ears is calling. No, I don't think it is. In Beulah's land But yeah, I've never really understood it. I wonder if I was inspired by it. Because it's such a unique wee phrase. Beulah. I'm living on the mountain underneath a cloudless sky. Cloudless sky. I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry. Mm-hmm. I'm feasting on the manna from a bountiful supply for I'm dwelling in, in Beulah's land. Beulah. Land. Beulah land. The delectable mountains. <laughs> That's what I think of whenever I hear that phrase anyway, that song. So Christian and Hopeful then address the shepherds, and there's four shepherds, and we're given their names. Um, and then we're taken across four distinct mountaintops or summits from this mountain range of the Delectable Mountains. And we'll get into each of the individual um, shepherds and and each of the individual mountains in a second. But I think there is a connection between the mountains and the shepherds that we can maybe discuss as we look at these mountains. But the four shepherds are Knowledge, my name is Knowledge. Experience. My name is Experience. Watchful. My name is Watchful. And Sincere. My name is Sincere. <laughs> sincere. <laughs> watchful is someone we've actually met before. Oh, yeah. Flip. Watchful was the the porter at the House Beautiful. Do you think this is the same person? Yeah. Seeing as he is a, you know, a... Order of the house of the church. 
Well, it's funny you should say that because uh, reading um, one of our sources that we have leaned on very heavily uh, for this podcast um, describes the Delectable Mountains as representing the church from the vantage point of a more mature Christian, i.e. a Christian that's further along uh, the pilgrimage, uh, the journey. Um, earlier in the allegory, Christian had a glimpse of these mountains from an observation point on the roof of House Beautiful. Oh, yes. There he could only see the mountains far off in the distance. And if you remember, if we go back into the archives, the House Beautiful depicted the church through the eyes of a a younger believer, one that wasn't as mature uh, in Mm -hmm. the faith, uh, one that hadn't done the amount of uh, growing, I guess, that the Christian has uh, has has done now. Now they're yeah. they've they've grown in their faith. Um, they're far. That was along. before the valleys, before Apollyon, before the shadow of Valley of Death, before Vanity Fair, before Faithful died. So he's much greener at this stage. Mm-hmm. So do you think? Do you think it's almost? You know, there's a a bit of a spiral in a sense. You know, a spiral upwards where he's visiting in one sense the exact same place only with a different at a different level can i tell you what i think has happened please do you remember i can't remember what episode it was a few episodes back where they were walking along and someone just just burst past them someone just ran past them yes vaguely that was that was watchful that was watchful running. For, you think so? I don't know. I'm just playing. That's that, that, that was him running from the house, beautiful <laughs> to uh, to the mountains, getting his position um, for the next scene. Like if you were to take a if you were to take a panoramic photograph, you could you could be yeah, yeah. <laughs> in two places at the one time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm just playing. I don't actually know. But you know, this idea. I think we have discussed the idea before of you know how come these Christians are kind of camped out at these various places on the pilgrimage like watchful and his daughters and things like that there you know that they're not they don't seem to be traveling mm-hmm. you know if it's the case of we're almost like cycling through the same locations at different you know levels of mastery you're viewing it as a house but the next time you come around as you mature you're seeing it as a mountaintops with a greater panoramic vision and so younger christians coming on the pilgrimage meet you there you're not staying there you're just there on a different plane does that does that just seem overcomplicated? and have i out bunion bunion because it would kind of explain how you can have mature christians on the same journey going towards the celestial city and meeting them as they're more mature earlier in the journey but if they're kind of going around like a roundabout but experiencing it at different levels uh, every time you go around it, it it really makes like it really overcomplicates yeah. it and makes it like Inception and yeah, it's a bit like how the Tenth uh, Doctor uh, describes uh, time travel in the episode Blank. <laughs> People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly timey-wimey stuff. Ibbly wobbly timey-wimey stuff. So you think John Bunyan invented time travel? Yeah. Okay. That's what's happening here. <laughs> Maybe it's Tenet style. 
and they're, you know, they're going the other way. They're. You mean reverse chronology, like Feynman and Wheeler's notion of the positrons and electron moving backwards in time? Sure, that's exactly what I meant. They're they're inversed. <laughs> no. And then they can come back again. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, at, at the very end of the day, we have to remember that this is a dream. Mm-hmm. So it's entirely yeah. possible that it could be the same person in in a in a different landscape, or you know, yeah, it's in it. Yeah, let's not overcomplicate matters. Like, yeah, it could just be one person as the same protagonist all the time. Imagine that. Imagine doing that in a movie as well. <laughs> so what you're saying is this is Liam Neeson. Yeah, it's just Liam Neeson. Um. So we have these four um, shepherds, and they welcome them once they kind of quiz them. Um, they quiz Christian Hopeful. Christian kind of quizzes them about where they're at, and is it safe, and is it somewhere that they can get rest? And they explain, you know, you're, you're in Beulah land, Emmanuel's land. This is somewhere on the path. This is the right way. You're not. You haven't veered off course. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. And we get a, a reminder that we are reading a dream here because, at this point, Bunyan, and a couple times in a row, really re-emphasizes. I saw also in my dream. Then I saw in my dream, and actually, this whole section finishes and with them waking up momentarily. Who does? Uh, finishes. Harry's the, obviously read it. <laughs> I just didn't notice that uh, as they leave the delectable delic- mountains the final line is so I awoke from my dream oh yeah uh, goes back to sleep I imagine afterwards but it's like those moments you know in the middle of the night when you wake up and then you don't realise you've woken up and fall back to sleep again or maybe you just needed to pee I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just read here says the sentence really adds nothing to the story. Bunyan scholars think that it represents the author's release from jail and the subsequent completing of the book begun in jail. Oh, really? And perhaps Bunyan does not want his readers to think that he sleeps too long. <laughs> ha 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 ha. The Puritans oppose laziness. <laughs> Sloth. Um, yeah. but, but like in the run-up to this, there is a... a a few times he mentions this is a dream. In my dream, I saw this. In my dream, I saw that. Um, and the shepherds introduced themselves then. They were knowledge, experienced, watchful, and sincere. 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 My name is Sincere. Um, and so they decide to show them around the mountains. So we're going to cover four mountains and we'll stop at each mountain and have what we think about it. But the four mountains are Her. Error. A hill Her. called Error. Er. Er. Error. Error. It's hard to say in in a Northern Irish accent. Err. A hill called Error. <laughs> Error. Uh, there's Mount Caution. Mm-hmm. There's Byway to Hell. But it's, it's more Valley Byway. I'm on the Byway to Hell. Which sounds like it should be the inspiration for that phrase, Highway to Hell. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it is or not, but. We can talk about that in a minute. And then finally, Clear Hill, which sounds like a very nice suburban residential area. Hi. I live in 124 Clear, Clear Hill. 
Clear Hill View. Yeah. Clear Hill Manor. So my theory then is that these correspond to the four shepherds, that each shepherd takes Christian and Hopeful to one of these hills very deliberately. So the first one is a warning against error. Which knowledge. Which I think knowledge takes them to. Yeah. The second one is a caution, uh, and we'll look at it in a second, overlooks Doubting Castle. And they think about their previous experience there. Hmm. Which I think was maybe the shepherd experience. And then, as a word of harsh warning, they're led to the byway to hell, which Watchful points out. And then finally, we have Sincere, who gives them a clear vision of the celestial city. Yeah, no, I think that works quite well, especially the first two. Oh, thanks. Just half of it. No, but I think they work like really well. You know, they well, seem to work well as well. The byway the one, you know, two. watchful. We can look at that in a second, but he's you know giving, telling them to watch out. Be watchful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The first three are really good, and then a sincere look at the celestial city. Yeah. Okay. They're all really Thank good. You. Thank um, you. Yeah. So, any thoughts before we start trekking these hills? Uh, let's let's start the track. Took a while to get up these. So the the allegorical equivalents then of these hills are sermons. But these are like sermons. Each hill is meant to be like an exegesis of a passage, a sermon given by one of the shepherds, one of the pastors to Christian and hopeful. So each hill represents, in that sense, a sermon. Yeah. And they're all, they're all tied to Bible passages as well, you know. So, then said the shepherds to one another, Shall we show these pilgrims some wonders? So they took them to the hill called Error. 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 Which was steep. <laughs> which was steep on one side. Um, and they got there and they had a look down to the bottom. Yeah. Well, have you not, he says, have you not heard of them that were made to err? Uh, by hearkening to Hymenius and Philetus. Heretics. Heretics. From, from Second Timothy. To Timothy. From the Bible. To. So that this is the passage then of the sermon. Avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some. So they're they are they're heretics. They're classified as heretics by Paul. They've deviated from the truth. Yeah. I mean it's really not something that we can agree to disagree on. This is the the, the bedrock of the of the faith, you know. Resurrection. You know, yeah. The, the resurrection. You know, it's it's not just as I say, it's not just about, you know, hey do you, do you wear a do a tie on Sundays or yeah 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 type you know, of music. This is as significant mm-hmm. an attack as you can possibly uh, make uh, on the on the Christian faith as plus as blasphemous as as you can get. Yeah, and I think this you know so I think this is the shepherd knowledge you know and the the correct way of of defending against error is with truth. We're seeing here the the dangers of deviating from that. 
they are clearly labeled as those who are in error and not just for their for their own sakes but also because they are upsetting the faith of some they're doing damage to, to others to to presumably younger christians as evidenced by the pilgrims that are dashed below yeah so i think yeah, this is a stark warning from the from the pastors then from pastor knowledge to say you know make sure that you're not in error yeah. Which is a not the most delectable place to start, but prudent enough. I think it, it leads on then to the next mountain that they come to, which is the name of that was Caution. And once they get up there, they get a clear view of where they'd come from. So this is a look backwards, and they saw the tombs of blind men. It's, yeah, no, it's sort of weird because the men are walking up and down Harry, in the tombs. People that are, men that are blind can still walk. <laughs> My goodness. No, but what I'm saying is like, there's people like walking about in the tombs, which is weird. <laughs> oh, that they're walking in a graveyard. Yeah, they're just walking about. Not that they're walking. No, well, I mean, the fact that they're walking about in, in a in tomb yard is weird and that they're blind um well I mean being blind is not weird but the fact that <laughs> in this in this situation like why yeah 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 uh, what do you think the allegorical significance of the blind man is Harry well, I mean the shepherd sort of answered it a wee bit and after that you know, did you not see a little below these mountains some steps that led into a meadow on the far left side of this way? Yeah, and that's that's familiar territory. They went into the castle of Giant Despair in a similar way. So this is the same graveyard that Christian Hopeful witnessed themselves from ground level, yes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that people were falling into then? When they saw the, the pits of... Um, those that the giants had destroyed before so they're seeing us from you know a more of a bird's eye view um and yeah obviously this has just happened to them as well in the previous episode so this is all very fresh and it's it cuts quick to them um they recognize the folly of going along the the meadow of wandering their own ways of spending time in doubting castle and you see it there, there's a, a quick glance to each other. Ruh-roh. Tears start gushing out, but they but they say nothing to the shepherds. I think that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. Should they have said something? Is it almost like quiet reflection? Mm. They're sort of reflecting at this stage, and they probably know they know that the shepherds know anyway. Oh, so you think that you think um, that experience then brought them up here deliberately and, and very specifically showed him. Oh, I. This mm-hmm. like he's the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. Saying this is where you've been. I'm the ghost of Christmas past. You remember this? You know it's going to be embarrassing. You could almost sense the the guilt rising up within him again. You know. And that's why I think this one is the pastor experience then shepherd experience 
you know, because he's showing them their own personal experience of what they've been through. Kind of the, I suppose, to G them up not to abandon the way again, you know, as a mm-hmm. a reminder and a warning of their own experience. Sure. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole point, I guess, or or one of the uh, one of the the, the reasons. Um, I mean, we can we we'll have to learn lessons from uh, our our mistakes. Yeah, you know, but when we when we stumble, uh, which we will, uh, when we when we fall, which we're we're prone to do when we wander, um, you know, it's it's important for us to not to beat ourselves up about it and to feel constantly guilty about it, but to but to learn a lesson, you know, remember those missteps uh, and and learn from them, remember those temptations. Uh, remember those dangers, uh, and and learn from them. Yeah. And so, Bunyan reminds us then that what he saw in his dream. There's another mention of the dream. That the shepherds then took him to another place. Technically, this isn't then a mountain. I don't think it's really halfway up a hill, and there was a door in the side of the hill, and they looked in. And they saw a dark and smoky place that they heard rumblings of the noise of fire and the cry of torment. And they smelt the scent of brimstone. And the shepherds point out to them that they are at the byway to hell. And there was no stop signs or speed limits. Have we quick rummage there? Is there any connection to this phrase "byway to hell" and the idiom "highway to hell," which led to the song by ACDC? Or if you're Australian, apparently you call them Akadaka. But that's another. Uh, let me see. If you're Australian and you're listening, and you do call ACDC Akadaka, let us know. So the shepherd, um, I would suggest for this one is the shepherd watchful and and he presents to hopeful and christian and actually in this one hopeful speaks up a bit more he presents to them uh, things to watch out for Um, he takes them to this byway to hell a way that hypocrites go and he gives them examples then of people to to not emulate he talks about esau he talks about judas he talks about Alexander the coppersmith, he talks about Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, um, you know, there's a, a door there. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the whole point is like, those people are already in this area, yet yet they, they still went to hell just through, you know, that door and it sort of, you know, okay, you know yeah, that, I hadn't thought about that. You know, it's like... So they were on the pilgrimage on the, and stopped here? Yeah, they stopped here. And entered? Entered through that door. Um, and it's sort of saying, look how... What you would think of these those people, what they're like. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they might have been like, yet they still uh, went to hell rather than keep on the right track. Yeah, and, and the pilgrims cry at this point then that they... 
we have need to cry to the strong for strength. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Lord who strengthens us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there, you think there's a, a, a possibility at this point, even that, that Christian and Hopeful could have yeah. entered the door? I think, well, I think that's the whole, the whole point is that, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what people may seem like, you know, they can, they can still wander off. Um, yeah. I mean, the shepherd calls these people hypocrites. Mm-hmm. So they're people who were play acting as Christians. Esau being an Old Testament example, Judas, one of the 12, Ananias and Sapphira famously struck down dead before Peter. Mm-hmm. A hypocrite, someone who pretends to be something he never intended to be. Mm-hmm. Also, I was just thinking of the difference between a, a highway and a byway. The highway is yeah. the main road, where a byway is like an offshoot. So, okay, this is from your your city planning background. Well, yeah. Well, a highway is just a main road, and a byway is just a other thing you need to be a, do be doing uh, studying city planning to work that one out. <laughs> well, it certainly helps. Yes, certainly. I suppose. Jordan, have you done any? Anything turned that's, up? Um, that's probably about as good as we're going to get. I'm going <laughs> to type in byway to hell. I'm, I'm told, do I mean highway to hell? Actually, in Google? Yeah, yeah. Right? But, uh, so highway to hell, that's just, I mean, where does that phrase come from? Is that the, that's the broad, the broad road that Jesus spoke about? Mm-hmm. And the narrow gate? Actually, um, the highway to hell was a nickname for an actual highway in Australia. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the leader of ACDC uh, lived uh, in Fremantle. Mm-hmm. And the highway to hell ended in a bar uh, called The Raffles, which was a, a rock and roll drinking hall in the 70s. So there's there an actual physical highway to hell, so to speak, in Australia, where ACDC come from. But I think to go back to the, the byway itself, yeah, it's interesting that the pilgrims can persevere for so long. They can be so far along uh, the journey, and they can mm-hmm. come through so so much, and yet still they can nip in uh, the door here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah. talking about you know hypocrites. You know, they mm-hmm. can put on the facade for for so long, um, even. Uh, looking back to the um, the man in in the iron cage, in yeah. the interpreter's house, mm-hmm. and he was a uh, he was a, a fair a fair and flourishing professor, not like a I think we established that wasn't like a teacher yes. but a one who professes faith. Yes, you know, and he was on his way to the celestial city, um, and yet there he was, uh, you know, there was no there was no freedom for him no no refuge for him yeah it's i suppose it, it's a warning then about just the allure of sin mm-hmm. you know how, how little it takes for us to be sidetracked you know there's a real magpie brain situation going on there with us continually right through up until up until the end that you know the shiniest object 
the smallest wee glint of something mm-hmm. can just lead us on a rabbit trail, a deadly rabbit trail. You know, where the rabbit's actually a snake. <laughs> but I suppose that, you know, that theme's picked up again, you know, at the end of the book as well, without getting into spoilers or anything. <laughs> you know, just before the gates of the city, celestial city. The river. Oh, in the, in the river? Yeah. Yeah. Right up to the very end. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll keep that for yeah. another episode. But no matter if we've been a Christian for a week or for 70 years, we, we, we can't do it on our own strength. We we need that, that grace and that help and that mercy and that power that comes from God. Yeah. And so, like, having seen these three wonderful mountains and hills that the shepherds have taken them to, the pilgrims had the desire to go forward uh, and the shepherds a desire that they should too. So they walked together to the end of the mountains and then the shepherds said to one another, let us here show to the pilgrims the gates of the celestial city. If they have the skill to look through our perspective glass and the final hill that they took them to, they took them to the top of a high hill called Clear and gave them a glass to look so this one's more positive. This is a look forward, not back, or halfway up a hill. It's a bit like uh, the evangelist at the start of the book. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, can you see that light? It's like the yonder gate. Yonder light. Yeah. yeah. Except you can actually see it this time. Well, this is this was a bit strange, I thought. Um so they give him, a, you know, a looking glass. They have a, a a wee Jeff Duke at the Celestial City. But their hands are shaking. They have an impediment. They could not look steadily through the glass. They just, I mean, they got a glimmer. And they, and they see, you know, something of the glory of the place. But it also comes across as quite shaky and unsure that's maybe not the right word Mm -hmm. as in unsteady yeah 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 you know it's not a it's not a case that the shepherd said here take my telescope here and look have we do you remember in the interpreter's house whenever they looked at the the castle and they could see the people on the battlements gowned and gold and things like that there and it was very clear what he was looking at here it seems like he can't get sure footing it seems like they can't get a good look at the city they can just see that there is a city there but they're not getting a nice clear you know 4k view of it and the reason for that is because of the remembrance of the last thing that the shepherds had shown them. Mm-hmm. You know, their 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 own knowledge uh, of the this their their past sins. Maybe. 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 So they're looking forward but they're still caught up too much in the past. Well But it yeah. seems enough. You know, it it's mentioned that their hands shake and there's an impediment and they're not steady. 
but also it also seems enough to spur them on you know it's it's sure. they get they get the you know the fuzziest of pictures on a you know overly static tv but still it's enough to to whet their appetites and really enrapture them yeah yeah they don't seem disappointed that they can't get a better look yeah they're to quote paul looking through a, a glass darkly yeah you know looking through a, a mirror dimly but that that glimpse that it, it it's it's enough yeah it's an, as you say it's enough to to spur them on and as you say though you have to you know you have to oh, after what they've been through these other mountains you know warnings and and all the rest of it and seeing the 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 byway to hell and being reminded again just how easily uh, they can trip up and fall and and slide uh, no matter how much experience uh, they have um this is just what they needed uh, at the end you know it's been yeah. it's been a it's been a, a harsh a few harsh lessons you know they've come to the the hell error uh, and they've and they've learned a lot there. They've they've come to um, the the byway. They they've come to the what was the other one called? Caution. Caution. Sorry, yes, Mount Caution. Yeah. Um. But after all that, here, take a look through my telescope. Yeah. And and just take a just get a little glimpse of what's of what's ahead of you. And we've mentioned this before. Uh, keeping keeping that goal, keeping that prize. Uh, in front of us, keeping that in our in our mind's eye, the reason why uh, we're on this pilgrimage, the reason why yeah. we've gone through all of this, the yes. reason why we uh, are find ourselves in Doubting Castle and fighting Apollyon and all the rest of it. Yeah, it's literally what the hope set before us. Literally, yeah, yeah. They're on the home stretch, and they're singing. Yeah, and they they finish singing. Yeah, they're spurred up. This has got them going. If they were all, all teary eyed before, they seem ready to hit the road again. Would you say? Yeah, that's really got them now. Yeah, you really got me now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And he awoke from his dream, which is yeah, so weird. Has he awoken from his dream before? Not sure. I'm not sure. I think uh, now that Bunyan's up, awake, this is a good place to hit pause. We've just been mountain trekking, like doing the seven summits of the morns is another thing. Uh, the seven 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 summits only seven of which are or six of which are actually 700 meters but yes yeah and one of them's a byway to hell halfway up yeah (laughs) well thanks for joining us on this uh, outdoor pursuits episode of the pilgrims podcast if you have any thoughts or comments or questions please 
feel free to email us on pilgrimspod at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter, both at pilgrimspod. Um, if you've enjoyed this, uh, give us a five-star rating on the podcast review app of your choice and uh, share it online. Tell a friend. But anyway, let's... Uh We'll, we'll be troubled, we'll be tempted by the world, but let's keep our view of heaven uh, bright and clear and keep our eyes firmly fixed upon Jesus. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Cheerio. Bye. Bye.